listening to the Inner Light Podcast. I'm your host, Hayley Lloyd, a spiritual mindset and empowerment coach. I'm on a mission to help you overcome self-doubt, rediscover your inner light and grow into your true purpose. It's time to create a life you love from the inside out. And I'm here to support, guide and believe in you the whole way. I believe that you were drawn here for a reason. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Light Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about the five steps that you can use whenever you have a failure or a setback. The reason that I felt like this was a particularly useful episode for me to be doing today is that at the end of 2020, I ended up actually experiencing a little bit of burnout myself. Now, I was practicing self-care and I was looking after myself, but it still ended up happening. And until I put into practice these steps, I actually remained stuck for a few days. And as soon as I picked myself up and I started moving through these steps, things started to shift. But this process isn't just for burnout. In fact, it's incredibly useful for any kind of setback or failure. You can't see me right now, obviously, but I'm doing air quotes around the word failure. (laughs) And the reason that I do that is because is failure ever really failure or is it actually just an opportunity to learn and grow? This is all about perspective, guys. So let me give you guys a couple of examples of when you could use this process. So let's say if you've gone through a launch in your business that didn't go so well and you're starting to doubt everything that you're doing in your business, this could be a great thing for you to do after that. Or maybe you just got let go from a job in a corporate environment and it's knocked you for six. Maybe you had a relationship breakdown in whatever capacity, whether you were cheated on or you ended just because it was the right time. Or maybe even you just got into an argument with your significant other. That can also be a setback and it can be helpful to still go through this process, even for things like that. So you can really see that there's a range of scenarios that you could use this in, whether it's from total like breakdowns or whether it's like smaller sort of life events you could really use this in this in anything and I've used it in multiple of those kinds of things myself in fact this is one thing that I really wish that I'd had like five years ago when I was going through a load of crap that I did not have so I really hope that uh, this gives you guys a little bit of clarity around what some of these steps could be so that you can Whether it's now or in the future, you can come back to this episode and have some guidance. And the other thing that I want to touch on with you guys is how do you know what the warning signs are when you're starting to become stuck or when you started entering the negative thought spiral? Because it really is a spiral. Like it starts, you know, you're sort of all spinning, spinning. And then next thing you know, you're like, you know, you've got tunnel vision, you're doubting everything and, you know, There are certain things that can be warning signs to indicate to you that actually might be ticking over into that thought spiral. So some of them may be, you might be leaning more onto numbing techniques more than usual. So for example, you might be drinking more than usual, or you might be overworking or even overeating. All of those things we do to numb ourselves from moving through the problem at hand. You could also maybe notice that your thoughts are starting to get more negative or destructive and self-berating, meaning that you started turning on yourself internally. And areas that you might have felt confident in, you start to feel less confident. And maybe you're suddenly questioning your worth and your capability and your looks and your intuition. You stop trusting yourself as much. And it can really feel like you've been knocked off course. 
And when those feelings lingers, it can then cause us to start losing motivation and drive. And that's when we can really fully enter into the negative thoughts spiral. We we are in it, we are spiraling around, and without the proper support and structure, we can start to feel really, really overwhelmed. The first step is acceptance. So acceptance is typically a difficult thing to do because it's sometimes really hard to actually admit that you are in that phase. So for me particularly, the fact that I'm a mindset coach and I was battling with burnout, for me, I was like, I refuse to accept that because I'm still practicing self-care. I've got all these things, you know, I'm preaching to the world of prioritizing self-care, but I was still experiencing the symptoms of burnout. And so I really didn't own and accept that that is what was happening for a while. And the power of being able to acknowledge and name the thing that you were experiencing. So whether it is a failure, whether it is a setback, whether it is a breakdown, to be able to say, yep, I'm experiencing this thing. That gives you power over it. And it's hard to take responsibility for these things because we are conditioned to blame and it's always our first reaction for us to look at other people to blame for things whether it's for burnout or failure or separate whatever it is we have as humans an ingrained response in us that we actually feel like we need to blame someone else because we don't want to be at fault ourselves so this is a particularly difficult point but it is honestly one that is really transformational and if you aren't in the acceptance mode and you have sort of you're still in the thralls of it and you're going through it then those kinds of things that I said as warning signs before the distraction the numbing the overeating the overworking maybe you're doing drugs or you know having a lot of alcohol potentially you're avoiding people or you're just pretending that it's okay you could be completely just in denial and then you might end up beating yourself up that you're feeling that way and then of course you know blaming other people as well all of those are signs that you are not owning and accepting the place that you are currently at whatever scale it is being able to acknowledge is the first step towards bouncing back So for me, that looked like being like, okay, I'm actually experiencing burnout like right now. That is real. And despite, you know, my situation, despite what I teach, what I coach, I am still experiencing this thing. And I have to accept that I am feeling that so that I can do the best that I can in moving forward and overcoming this instead of just sitting in it. Because denial keeps us trapped. It 100% keeps us trapped. So being able to accept. But it might also be like, um, say if you got let go from a job, you go into acceptance mode. You accept that it's happened. You don't remain in denial or you don't go into numbing behaviors. Instead, you say, okay, this is the situation that I'm in. I've just been let go from my job. And I am ready to accept this and start moving forward. So that is the first step towards overcoming setback or failure. The next step is empowering yourself. And this, you could also say this is taking responsibility. So this is not about taking blame. It's about taking empowered responsibility of whatever is going on. You know, things might not actually be your fault, but you can take empowered responsibility for what is happening. So this is where you look at what potentially could have been done differently and you can ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What what is the blessing here for my future? So this is particularly helpful with stuff like failure. You know, when something doesn't go to plan, instead of ruminating in it, you can be like, okay, what have I learned from this? What can I gain from this that will actually help me moving forwards? 
as you guys know, I'm actually very, very spiritual. And I have a belief that says that we have actually chosen our life based on the lessons that we need to learn. So you are always at the exact moment that you are meant to be in learning the exact lesson that you need to learn, despite how difficult it might be. So even though 2020 was a shit show for a load of people, there are things in there that we needed to learn as people, as souls. And the thing that's really important here is how you view it. You can choose to view it as a victim and say, all of this stuff is happening to me. I hate this. This is so unfair. Like I haven't done anything to deserve this. Or you can say, okay, what are the lessons here? And this is why it is empowering. It is changing the view to having an empowered response instead of a victim mentality response. So it is your responsibility to process this in a way that empowers you in the future. So ask yourself, how can I process this in a way that is empowering for me? And if you are listening to this thinking, well, okay, what if it's a breakup and I, you know, it wasn't my fault and something got done to me and this isn't my fault. There's a real difference here between blaming and actually taking like an empowered stance on what has actually happened. So you are not blaming yourself for this. It can be someone else's fault, but you can still take responsibility and have an empowered view of what happened. And you can say, okay, well, this happened to me. I have learned that in future, I will either not do this or I've learned this about myself. And you can use those learnings to create a better future for yourself and in the future, a better relationship for yourself. When we remain in victim mode, that is what keeps us stuck. That is the thing that holds us back from moving forward in our lives. And many people do this. It's a really, really common thing to get completely consumed by like a failure or a setback. And it just ends up ruling your life. You know, if you don't end up taking responsibility for things and taking that empowered stance that empowers your future, then you do end up remaining stuck and trapped. And it ends up putting a limit on where you feel that you can go in the future because you end up being defined by that event. The next part, which is potentially one of the most important parts in my opinion, but a part that doesn't ever feel good, is feeling the emotions. And this is the same in any situation, whether this is a small failure or a small setback to really, really large ones, especially the large ones. This is the really important thing. When we have a lot of built up emotion, those emotions can keep us trapped as well. It's when those emotions then get stuck in our body that we really have a hard time shifting them and moving forward. It becomes stagnant energy in our body that ends up affecting our physical health as well as our mental well-being. You know, I made a massive mistake in my past um, when I did not process my feelings in the right way, in the way that I needed to. And I did not give myself time to heal and feel, you know, I got out of one relationship where, you know, it was tumultuous. um, A lot happened and I gave myself no time to grieve. Um, I basically ended up back in another relationship pretty quickly. I didn't give myself any time to just sort of process what had happened, which meant that all of my healing ended up coming like, well, I wasn't even healing. All of my pain ended up coming a year later. And I just never gave myself space to really process everything that had happened. And it was at my own detriment. Um, And so if I could go back and speak to my younger self and be like, stop, stop trying to numb, stop trying to avoid, stop trying to distract yourself and just sit with this for a second. Let the emotions come, let yourself cry. I didn't cry 
Like I expressed no emotions for months. You know, everyone thought that I was fine. Um, you know, I think a classic thing that people said to me was like, I can't believe that you're okay. Like, how are you doing so fine? And I almost wore it as a badge of honor. Like, oh yeah, no, you know, I, I guess it just doesn't bother me that much. Of course it bothered me, but I was so good at pretending that I was fine and that, you know, not being, I had such great ways of avoiding feeling so that everyone thought, including my parents, that I was absolutely fine. And so, you know, when the emotional toil of all of it did actually start to come out physically for me and emotionally, my parents and my the people around me couldn't believe it. They were sort of like, oh, well, maybe you're just being dramatic, like, because I just never showed that emotion before but it's after any whether it's a trauma whether it's a breakup you need to give yourself space to feel and to you know sit with that feeling whether it's again a failure so say if you had a launch that didn't go well allowing yourself to feel the feelings that do come up don't just put them in a box and be like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and just continue like give yourself space like why are you upset what are the feelings that are coming up for you name the feelings like are you angry are you disappointed you know being able to name our emotions is a really really basic thing that we should be able to do but we're not actually taught at school about how to do but it is really incredibly important that we know what emotions are present so are we feeling guilt are we feeling anger? Are we feeling sad? Are we feeling, you know, is there a relief? What is it? Like being able to identify those feelings and identifying how it's manifesting in your body, you know? Are you feeling anxiety? Are you feeling sadness? What does that sadness feel like? And just giving yourself time to sit and be with those feelings instead of, you know, as soon as those feelings are coming up, trying to find something to distract yourself with, which is what I used to do. So it meant that nothing got solved and I ended up continuing, I ended up continuing to numb myself for years. And when we don't do this, it means that we end up blocking our emotions. We just sweep everything underneath the rug and it means that we then become really easily triggered. So, you know, we literally will walk around with our finger on the trigger, like anything could set us off, who knows what it's going to be. So, you know, we need to find a really healthy way to be able to process these emotions. Because if we don't, then it can end up in serious physical and emotional disease. So some great ways to actually start feeling the emotions and moving through those emotions, the ways that I have found is journaling. This is like my best friend. If you haven't grabbed my free journaling prompts, then you can get them. The link is going to be in the show notes of this. Um, but also calling someone up and having just a rant or a vent to someone, you know, having someone that you feel safe being able to talk to about all of the stuff that comes up for you. And maybe if you need to, just literally screaming, like just letting that anxious energy out, the feelings that are there that are built up, just saying them out loud, just expelling that emotion, not keeping it trapped in the body. But the important part of all of this stuff is that once you have vented, ranted, journaled it out, whatever your method is, you let it go. Letting go is a decision that we can make every single day. You know, we can decide to hold on to anger, to hold on to resentment, or we can decide to let it go. And I promise you, letting it go makes for a much easier life. Step four is forgiveness. And forgiveness can look like forgiving yourself for something or forgiving someone else. So specifically, if it's a failure, then oftentimes it can be forgiving yourself. And that can sometimes be difficult to do because you end up beating yourself up, you end up berating yourself. When you don't forgive people or yourself, this is when you go through life feeling triggered. 
you can be triggered because you haven't really felt into your emotions and acknowledged what is going on, or you can be triggered because you haven't forgiven someone or yourself. This is where we can really hold on to anger and resentment and all of those feelings of like negativity and disease. And think about this less about the forgiveness being for someone else. Think about it being forgiveness for you, for a better quality of life for yourself. Because the only person that you hurt when you don't forgive someone and move on is yourself. You become trapped by the anger that you have for that person or by yourself. You are creating a life of triggers. And so really, it doesn't matter whether you go up to the person and you forgive them in person or whether you just do it silently and you say, I forgive you for what you've done. Um, Or to yourself, I forgive myself for the part that I had to play in this. And you move forward from that. Because as soon as you release that anger, you will have such a better quality of life. And a mistake that a lot of people make is assuming that the forgiveness is for someone else. When actually the main person it is for is for us. It actually has very little to do about other people. You are creating a better quality of life for yourself if you can forgive yourself and other people. And the way that you can do that is really simply just intention setting. You can release it yourself by just saying, I am ready to forgive this person or I am ready to forgive myself for this thing. And to acknowledge All of the steps that we have just taken before, it's the acknowledgement and it's moving through the emotions. It is taking empowered responsibility. It is all of those things coming together to allow you to create this intention statement of forgiveness. So whether that's you are forgiving yourself for a failure that you have, whether it's for a launch or whether it's a failure in a relationship, whether it's a setback for in business, in your corporate career, whatever that setback is, you are empowering yourself by creating a space of forgiveness, whether it's someone else that has caused this setback for you, or it is you that has caused this setback. Forgiving is the next step to allowing yourself a life of freedom. And the final step is forward planning and commitment. So this is basically where you want to actually have a plan of action and you're creating an intention of moving forward. So you need to actually create what the next step looks like. So this is so important for, you know, if you have had a failure specifically in your business, then you are going to want to be creating your next goal, like creating and taking those learnings that you have from this experience and seeing how you can apply them for the next time that you do a launch. Or potentially if this is for a relationship or you've had a breakup, you're taking all of those learnings and you're saying, okay, the next time we have an argument, this is how I'm going to react. Or say if a relationship broke down, you're going to say, for the next partner that I'm with this is how I'm going to show up in my relationship or I'm not going to tolerate this kind of behavior in someone else you can take those things and you can actually goal set and you can create a new plan of action this is then when you can use the law of attraction to bring in what you are wanting when you can actually bring in based on everything that you are learning the thing that you really desire so whether you are looking for a new relationship whether you are looking for a better job or for more clients whatever it is you can take these learnings from any failures and any setbacks to create the future that you want for yourself anyway guys i hope that was helpful for you guys If you enjoyed this episode, I'd massively appreciate it if you let me know by tagging me on Instagram, sending me a message, or if you're feeling really generous, leaving me a rating, leaving me a review. It means the world to me. It really does. 
But anyway, I'll be back here very soon with another episode. But until then, keep searching for your inner light. It's always within you. It just needs to be found. Thank you.